Yes, I know it's about love, but why does it have to always be romantic love? Welcome back to Midnight O2 Season Three, Episode Eight. This is your host Amy. So today's episode will be pretty different because I've actually never done an episode on movie review. I just finished watching a movie. It's called Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. So it was a movie released back in June twenty second, two thousand twelve, and the director was Lorraine Scafaria. And here's a fair warning: if you have not yet watched this movie, skip this episode of my podcast and come back to this later, because I'll be talking about some details of this movie and spoilers alert. Okay, so this movie is about an asteroid that's going to hit the Earth in this kind of movie scenario in less than a month, and people are pretty much. Quitting their jobs, doing whatever they like—it's end of the world for every single one of them in this movie. And we have this character that is like mild-mannered insurance salesman. His name is Dodge, played by Steve Carell. And we get this kind of the first scene: his wife left him after hearing the news. The wife literally, wife Linda, never showed up ever again in the movie. And then he met this girl. Which is his younger neighbor named Penny, played by Kira Knightley, and I thought the chemistry between the characters are amazing. But we'll get into it as I talk about it. Okay, so I actually came across of this movie from seeing a friend's post, and there were just few lines that caught my attention between the characters speaking, and we'll get into that in a bit. So I picked this movie and I watched it with my boyfriend in the middle of lockdown. That. <laughs> We're still in after a year, but I hope everything's getting better. So lately, the cases increased in Taiwan, and I hope everyone will be okay. Praying for that. So here comes to what I thought about a movie. I just literally finished watching this movie like ten minutes ago. So before I forget, I wrote things down. First, I will go on talking about the good things I liked about a movie, and then there are four parts of it. The first is the conversation, second is the character setting, third is topic matters, and fourth is the production design and the music. So, starting from the first, I think what really got me with this movie was the conversation. I kept on going back to this specific conversation that the both characters are having. It was when Dodge and Penny were at Olivia's house. And they were by the fireside, and they started talking about their past and what they want to do when they go back to their family or try to find the ones that they thought they would be finding. And the looks and the characters just work so well with the conversation. I screenshotted the conversation that really got me. It was when Penny said, "There's a reason that opposites are supposed to attract," and she said, "I'm the result of." Two romantics getting together, I'm totally screwed, and I paused that, and I was just like, "Oh my god, that is so true." Maybe it d- doesn't mean much to you, but for me, it just kind of stuck with me. The reason that two opposites are supposed to attract is she's saying it, not looking into the eyes of Dodge. 
She was putting her arms on the dining table and kind of shying away from Dodge's stare. And the way Dodge looked into her eyes, that's when I knew that Dodge fell in love with her. I gotta say, this character's build up and setting, everything was really nice. It was latter half of the movie, in which will lead to my second point, which is their character setting. I thought it was very successful how both we get involved with both of their lives, Penny's life and Dodge's life. We see how the age gap in between them, but it brings different perspectives. In the beginning of the movie, as an audience, you see how Dodge still went to work and he picked up all the phone calls as he works as a salesman in the insurance company. I thought the setting was brilliant, how his name is Dodge and he works as an insurance company salesman. And he's trying to give insurance and to different clients and he's answering the phone calls be like, oh, I'm sorry, this does not compensate that and this does not work. And you see people just quitting their jobs and their files and messy papers everywhere on the floor. And he was just there still picking out the phone calls. I thought the scenes were really nice and we kind of understand where this character is coming from. And then you get this, the first scene that we see Penny entering in this movie was when she kind of, she we know we know she lives downstairs and she walked out from like a fight with whoever she was living with. I think it was it's her boyfriend slash roommate or ex boyfriend let's say, and that's when the characters first saw each other. He saw her, but she didn't at first. And then you get to see how the character develops when she missed her flight and she showed up in front of the window of Dodge's house that was out of nowhere. My boyfriend and I were questioning why? Just why his why his door front? Why in front of his window? And I thought it was pretty funny in a way that we were not supposed to laugh, but in the circumstances of this movie when it's actually sad and tragic, audiences just laugh because of the way the movie is portrayed. And I'll move on to Penny's character setting. We get to understand from his short haircut, from the way he dresses and the way she talks. And she comes inside of Dodge's place and she spent the night or many nights. She explained to Dodge how she has insomnia and they talked about different things about how Dodge is trying to find his high school sweetheart, Olivia, and they're going for her and they're trying, you know, this is all a build up that we know because of the patterns that we watch so many movies and we read so many texts, we know Olivia will be like the starting purpose, but we kind of know at the back of our minds that this will not be the end. Therefore, we see that and it's really cute in a way how we have the cleaning lady <laughs> in the scene and she's kind of in a denial at the same time, a cute character to have and a movie that is so dark in a way like this where everybody is dying everybody has to die because you know the earth will explode in this specific extreme setting and we get all different kind of characters like this and the chemistry in between dodge and penny are just so well done and the atmosphere between them the eyes there the conversations and I thought it made a lot of sense. I was wondering why the director and the screenwriter wanted to emphasize on the fact that she had insomnia and 
you know, you could tell that she's a girl with stories, and she is also emotional and feeling based, and she has all her feelings out. And you know, Dodge standing next to her just kind of looks mundane. <laughs> she she just shines next to Dodge, and she's something that Dodge never really had. It worked really well in the conversations. One of the conversation was like this: Penny asked Dodge, "Was she the one that got away?" And Dodge said, "Oh, she was the first that got away." And later on, we kind of get the same reference where Dodge asked Penny, "Um, who was it that got away?" Kind of something around this conversation, and they talked about their past and revolving this idea of it doesn't matter anymore because we're all at the end of this, and we should be with whoever we want to be with and speak. And find out and go be with that someone, and that's why this cute cleaning lady just always sticks around. Be like, "Hey, Dodge,、um, I'll see you next week." It's just very sweet and cute. At the same time, a little bit dark. Maybe I was just thinking she had nobody to be with. She doesn't want to be with her family. You know, she has nobody. And but those those just happen in my head. I'm not sure if that's how someone else would would have viewed it, but that's what I was thinking when Dodge was like, "Are you kidding me? Like, why are you still here? Why are you still cleaning my house?" And you know, she just kind of smiled and be like, "Oh, are you firing me? Like, are you fighting with me?" And she just be like, "Okay, if not, I'll see you next week." Like I don't know if she's trying to pretend like nothing happens or what, but all the characters in this movie are very lovely, and even if we watch so many movies about the end of the world material, we would still want to go on knowing what's going to happen because we expect and we relate with the characters, no matter if it's Dodge who's just trying to live a stable life and then finds out afterwards that his wife. Ex-wife, let's say, Linda actually cheated on him. He found out really late, and I thought there's another adorable character that we have to talk about. It's a dog, and then he named the dog Sorry. It's oh my gosh, how could someone ever abandon a dog like that? It's one of the scenes where I was like, okay, that was a really fair connection and makes sense. At the end of the world, and there's this kind of mixed fluffy dog. Always wagging his tail around. It was when Dodge tried to commit suicide in the middle of nowhere. I think it was in a park. I think, and he woke up. He didn't die. There was sunshine, and there was like a paper with a stone pressed on his chest that says "sorry." And we know immediately that someone abandoned the dog. And you you see that the camera switches to the dog wagging the tail. And as a human being, you just think. How does a dog have a concept in which the world will end? You know, the dogs don't understand, cats don't understand, and we kind of just be like, "Oh, does this bring Dodge to the another phase where in which he would try to live on because he has to take care of the dog?" We know someone like him. He wants a stable job and a stable marriage, something stable in the life that we kind of see him starting out with. Won't. Leave the dog like that. You know he holds the dog everywhere. And next scene, yeah, we are right. We see him microwaving the food for the dog and taking care of the dog. And he named the dog like Sorry. That is just really cute. Yeah, you see in the movie that everybody will die, and the dog's name is Sorry. And I thought it was pretty cool how there are a lot of dark and dark scenes in here. But as an audience, every 
emotions and feelings work well with the character setting just made us want to laugh sometimes they're like laughters and crying they're just different kind of things mixed together and that's also one of the problems in which i would go on in a bit but i think that ties in with my third point which is the topic matters i think the material is not new we all watch movies that you know say the characters are going to die or either that or the world will end but here we have this kind of weird relationship between Dodge and Penny and the world around them and they just escape through many things into another escape in which they thought they were going somewhere but they were already in it right just let that sink in they're trying to look for somewhere they're always on the road they're trying to find someone find something but they don't know that they're already living in it that's kind of what I got out of because the world is ending and doesn't matter where you go and you see how the characters the side characters for example like policeman and Penny's ex-boyfriend they all had different expectations and they all reacted differently in the movie and I think that's what exactly what happened and I thought the topic matters made obvious I think the director made it really clear how in the beginning of the movie, whatever you imagine could have happened. You get this party scenes where a kind of family, they kind of, you know, kind of talked BS to each other. And you have really weird and, of course, crazy characters. The man that is always drunk, Dodge's friend in a party, be like, I sleep with different women every single day. They don't care about getting pregnant. It doesn't matter anymore. And you get this kind of lady another girl <laughs> like she's wearing everything and she's shining like all like crazy outfit and she'll be telling dodge be like hey her name is karen i remember her name <laughs> at least i remember her name so dodge met karen on the party and it was so awkward they did it so well you could just sense the awkwardness through the screen uh, karen was the girl who dressed everything on her and it's, she said, oh, these are the things that I don't wear normally, but these are the things I was always kind of afraid to wear. This is her underline, but she didn't say it. But as an audience, we get that. We felt that. It's, oh, those are the things that I like, the clothes as a girl I bought and, and still in my closet. I was always afraid to wear it. But guess what? The world is ending, so I might as well wear them all and make me look like a piece of Christmas tree. <laughs> That's how I felt when I watched that scene. So I thought it was really nice and they kind of talked about what are you going to do before you die? You know, you don't really say that. You don't ask people that on a party scene. But it's, in a way, it's crazy insane to the point people are just liberating. People are free in a way because they don't have to care anymore. There's no consequences. Everybody's end result is the same. Suddenly, you know, hatred, love, and planning, everything don't work. So it doesn't matter anymore. And I thought the screenwriter and the director did a really nice job because they also played out the riots, of course. It's not always butterflies and rainbows, right? Another good part of this movie was they had this kind of television reporting, the broadcast. It was very nice in the movie. Because it was set in Dodge's house and he would be watching and we would be watching it with him. And we see the reporter be like, okay, we have a few more weeks and we'll give you the countdown. And then it is as if we're in that world with them. 
always looking forward to that countdown. That's why we get into the character and we relate with them and we love the characters and we want the very good, but also worry for them. That's how the director, the movie crew, get us connected with what's going on. And I thought, you know, the fire, the riots, and the people committing suicide. There's one thing that scared. The crap out of me. <laughs> Excuse me. It's there was this one person. This man he jumped, committed suicide, and pretty much hit the front of Dodge's car. I thought the transition before that was well done because the director made Dodge touch the mirror inside of his car, so we will have our focus and attention there. And the next second, you see a man just like boom and hit. The car, pretty much, just fell down, and we are in Dodge's perspective. We're like, oh my gosh, it's, but it's like, of course, of course, the world is ending. Some people don't want to wait until the last moment, and this is why it happens. And it's almost normalize it in a way, and it, we know it's dark, but we cannot help it.、Uh, there is another one in which Dodge and Penny, they were in the middle of the road. Dodge asked Penny, "Are you a survivalist?" She said, "No, I'm an optimist." And that is when I know this character is lovely. And they got on a car with another man, and literally this guy hired a gunman to kill himself before the end of the world. And he, I think he thought like Dodge was the person, but he didn't. Dodge wasn't the person. We all know, and the man. When he was talking, he was just shot in front of them, and it's crazy. But at the same time, of course, it makes sense in this setting, and we would make sense of it and normalize it to the point that later on, <laughs> you would imagine. Of course, there are crazy things you want to do before the world is ending, including have people died in front of you, and these are all regular daily things. I guess that's why we enjoy movies because we just don't get that every single day, and you probably don't want to get that. Either okay, that was a side note. So you know the conversation, the character setting, and then I'm at the third point: topic matters, right? The topic matters, combined with the characters and conversation, just made this movie successful. And everything only makes sense because the world is ending, and no matter how insane, how messed up it is, we're always going to normalize it and think that what else could could I do if I were in their shoes? What I would have done. Okay, so here's my fourth point: the production design, the music are really well made, and they're so well timed. Let's put it that way. I realized the production design was really cool. For first of all, how I mentioned that Penny first entered Dodge's life from a window, and that's how Dodge enters Penny's apartment too, with him holding. Sorry, the dog, <laughs> and enter into Penny's apartment. It was when the riot got everything going, and Dodge tried to enter through the window instead of through the door. You know, Dodge literally went in through the window, like how Penny went into Dodge's house, and those reflect and those work well together as a parallel. Mhm.、Mm And there's another window. I think windows are just a really important thing in this movie. 
you see how two characters strive when they finally reach the destination, which is Dodge's sweetheart, high school girlfriend Olivia's house. You see, there are so many windows of the houses, and Dodge also mentioned that he was just dreamed of staring at a window. He briefly mentioned it in the line. I'm not saying the exact words, but he did mention it. And you just almost wonder, what is, what is it that have? You almost wonder what it means, or you don't want to overread it. But as an audience, I feel like as a writer, I would just imagine what the screenwriter was trying to do here. And there was another one in which the Dodge was Dodge was looking for a key to enter Olivia's house, and the countdown was pretty accurate. He was like, and then one, almost like he didn't count it. One, two, three, but Dodge was like, okay, here we go. And he, I think he was about to grab the key, and you hear this window cracks, <laughs> in which Penny's personality she just punched through the window and unlocked the door. It was a side little tiny plot. It's a small thing in the movie. But I thought it was memorable to me, and I wanted to talk about the production design because it—I don't know much about it. But I, ever since I started watching and reading things about it, I realized a production design means so much to the character building and the atmosphere and the signs that we're trying to get, and how we build up this character's backstory in our head, and how we make sense of. Who they are, what they love, and if they're out of character or what—the things that they say, the actions that they take. So the first production design I realized was the color scheme in Penny's house. You see how she's not overly pinkish; she she doesn't have a lot of plushies around, and yet she's the girl that runs away with the records. And you see, in her house, she always use darker wallpaper in the entrance of the door doorway when she talked to Dodge. And there was also a focus on the kitchen later on, in which she mentioned in Olivia's house, she has the same wallpaper. She pointed it out. It was just a very cute, charming part of her. And the things in her room and her apartment was a little bit dark at the same time. There was a poster that says "Keep calm and carry on," and I thought it was a really cute thing. At the same time, a lot of teenagers will have, and there's always that time of a period where in which girls and boys were into that, and you see there's like huge posters framed, and you would imagine she probably is the type of girl who would go to a second bookstore, and she had a whole collection of the vinyl records, and in which she talked about she stole one from her dad. And that was also where I'm going to talk about a little bit of the background music. She's the girl that decides to take vinyl record before leaving everything behind, and you know how charming this character would be. My favorite part of this movie was the fireside chat in Olivia's house when Dodge and Penny just sat across the table, sat next to each other, and they were eating. Penny's food. They started talking about all the past, and that's when everything ties in together so well. The music played during the conversation was from a vinyl record, 
The song's title is "This Guy's in Love with You." For audiences at that time, I didn't know the title of the song, but I could tell from Dodger's eyes. But now that I went back and I looked it up, it totally matched the production design in the middle of the house, as well as the music, the characters, the conversations, the time frame. Everything worked perfectly together. That's why the scene was memorable to me. And another scene that made a longer impact than the movie is probably the last ending scene. It's when they were on the bed together. They just stared into each other, and this is what they said. I'm going to read the lines. Penny said, "I wish we met each other a long time ago when we were kids." Dodge replied, "It couldn't have happened any other way. It had to happen now." Penny said, "But it isn't enough time." Dodge replied, "It never would have been." I thought that was a really wonderful way to end the movie, at ending at their conversation, and it just lingered, and you see the flashlight, you actually hear the bombs, you hear the explosion happening in the background. The director does not shy away from that. They don't remove that. You still get the reality, but you also get different expectations. But you also get different problems and things in the movie. So it is satisfying and realistic. It's in a combination of wonderful happiness and depressing sadness. It's in the middle ground of that. So this movie kind of brings you all. However, there are things about this movie that I wasn't really satisfied with. For example, the first one would be the problem of pacing. So my boyfriend and I were talking about how Dodge went to find Olivia's new address, and the director purposely skipped that scene. They didn't film Olivia. They didn't film the letter. They didn't film. Dodge dropped the letter in front of Olivia's house. Instead, the camera focused on Penny's reactions and the dog. Instead, because they're the main characters, of course. But then, soon after that, Dodge almost hit people, <laughs> cause he guys keep your eyes on the road, okay? And we get this people couples with kids, they lined up. In front of this place, you get people lining up, and you almost wonder what they're doing, where are they going? And you see people lining up next to the beach, and you see they're being hugged and blessed, and you realized, oh, I think this is kind of like a ceremony thing. And then suddenly they just held hands, and Dodge and Penny kissed, and my boyfriend and I were like, wait, what? I think we almost thought it was like a dream. It was almost. Like a what if, but there's no what if in this movie. You know, in some other movies that are in romantic genres, you kind of expect the what ifs. It's always the what ifs that make the movie so satisfying. But this movie did it all. There's no what if. They just held hands, they kissed, and they they're happy on the beach for this kind of one single lasting moment. But my boyfriend and I thought these were kind of out of characters instead. It it happened too fast, you know. Like the night before, he was probably thinking. We kind of get that. We get that the director wanted us to know. They 
didn't sleep in the same room in Olivia's place. Dodge was touching the letter of his name, probably written by Olivia when they were young, on the wall. And you get Penny in a different room, going through a yearbook of, oh, this is a younger Dodge, so charming. You get that, and you already know they're madly in love, kind of, with each other. And you see it from the characters acting through their eyes and how Penny was trying to be okay, be like, okay, let's visit Olivia the next day morning. We'll do it. And you see her hiding her sadness through her smile. She did a good job. Kira Knightley did a good job portraying this character. Without that, we wouldn't have known. I think it was just really hard. But you also get the stare in Dodge's eyes that you know he loves her. But in a circumstance like this, everybody would love this person. Do you see what I mean? If you were in Dodge's perspective or in Penny's perspective, you meet someone like this, you would definitely fall in love with that someone because the world is ending and why not? So a part of me wish this would have just stayed at friendship level. I wish the movie had stayed in the friendship part longer than turning everything into romantic love. I don't like the formula of extreme extreme in which the world is ending, everybody has to die, and then you have to love. Yes, I know it's about love, but why does it have to always be romantic love? So I thought it would have been really interesting if they just kind of stayed as friends, friends who understand each other through this beautiful life's journey. I thought it would be also satisfying that way. But I don't know how most of the audiences would have reacted because the title of the movie is literally called Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. And no, you're not seeking a friend. You are falling in love with a friend for the end of the world because the world is crashing. If they're not, I guess we can still ask one what if. If the world is not ending, the broadcast be like, oh, just kidding, we're not going to die. Are they still going to be together? <laughs> I don't know. I think they're going to do their stuffs and they don't have to worry about the boring details that come afterwards. That's why they can love each other. Sometimes I think that's how it works in the movies and that's why people love romantic movies genre like this. So I still want to conclude on the good things of the movie. How I mentioned the conversation. I still want to end on the good things about this movie. I love and love the fireside chat and the combination of the feelings and emotions with dark humor in this movie. The problem with pacing, I guess you could explain with that. You really don't know what's going to happen next second. And if this is why the movie was planned this way to rush certain things and to not make sense of certain scenarios, then okay, I will give this an okay. <laughs> And I thought it was really, really well done how we still had Dodge as himself, like a lone scene when he was just sitting in his apartment. And you get the sunshine and everything was bright. And you think this would just be a one and another day, just every other ordinary day. And you hear the broadcast, in which I kind of talked about this earlier, that the broadcast, the reporter was saying... I've been broadcasting for the last 27 years and this is the end of everything. Good luck and goodbye. And you see the screen just turns kind of blank. 
with people gone, just gone, and the director took scenes of the empty seats. It hit us. It hit Dodge, and it hit us as audiences watching. That was very well done. And you get this cleaning lady, really sweet, still comes back. I'll see you next week, but there won't be known next week. <laughs> so we want to shout that to the characters, and that's why we're so emotionally involved with all these people. Overall, if you ask me, do I like this movie? I think I enjoyed it, but not as much. Not as much as some of my other favorite movies. Nothing could ever beat my favorite movie about time. I wrote a review on it on Medium, so you could go search it up and read it if you like to. And would I recommend this movie? I think it's a good watch. I think it's a good movie to watch during times like this. Watch it with people you love, and it creates. We all know that this types of movie kind of brings you a message like do whatever you want as if it's the end of the world, right? But I'm glad that the director doesn't emphasize it so much. On I have to hug everyone. I have to love and resolve everyone, because in the end we don't get Penny going back to her house. We don't get what she says she was going to do when she was going to go back, right? Because during the fireside chat, Dodge asked her, "What are you going to do when you see your parents?" And you hear Penny said. I want to hear my mom play the piano, and there's sunflower, and the gardens, and the cousins, niece and nephews. You hear those, but we don't see that. So there are still things that are unresolved because there are more important things at this point. So even the world is ending in this movie. There are still priorities that the characters are choosing, and I thought this is what the movie did well on. I'm glad I did this episode, and if you have not yet watched this movie, go watch it and let me know how you think. So today I talked about good things about this movie. I liked the conversation, character settings, topic matters, production design, and music. I think this will get me into another black hole for spending money on vinyl records. But why not? I've always just be interested. I actually wrote a lot about it in Mandarin, writing too about vinyl records. But I don't know much about it. This is something that I'm interested, and in. I will find out. And the world is not ending yet, so we don't have to worry about it. Imagine, imagine me saying that this will be like the last episode or something. No, this won't be. So don't worry. <laughs> okay, so that was a very long episode, and. Kind of like a conversational movie review, but I hope you liked it. And if you like contents like this, let me know. I'll do more movie reviews and more conversations on why I like the movie or why I don't like it. So far, I think I would give this movie like a seven point one out of ten. That is my rating for this movie. Again, if you have anything that you want to share with me, feel free to email me or DM me at AHC Poetry. And I hope you like today's content. If you do, feel free to go on App Store and leave a comment for me and give it a five star. This way, more people would know about this show and everything that I'm doing. So I'll see you next week, and good night.